0: To Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner. Featuring Jack and Andre. (laughs) Welcome, Jack and Andre. (laughs) Cuckoo. So, when I went to see a movie recently, they were like, there's still time to go and get a snack. But there wasn't. Mm -mm. (laughs)
1: Like, two minutes. (laughs) I was glad that I didn't get up. I told you there was still time?
0: On the screen, it came up. There's still time to go to the snack bar and and get yourself, you know, top up your popcorn and your drink. I was like, oh, okay, all right, maybe. But then the movie started pretty much straight away after that. You know, I
2: went and saw a film a couple of years ago at Palace and the trailers didn't play chaos in the whole cinema. People were running around being like, oh my god, the trailers aren't playing. They had to stop the screening, everyone had to leave, they had to like, rewire the, the projector, is that how cinemas work? Everyone went back in, just because the trailers weren't playing.
0: When things go wrong in the cinema. Mm.
2: So stressful. We're so unable to deal with change. And we have news <laughs> later on about things going wrong in the cinema, but we'll get to that later. We
0: will, we will. We're asking you what your favourite superhero movies are today, and why you particularly like them. Maybe you have a reason that nobody else saw To me, superhero movies, none of them attract me to the cinema. They're all sort of like action scenes and, oh, and then he gets the girl and it's just so cliche and, you know, not up my alley. But I did enjoy Catwoman and I know that's a really trashy, bad movie nowadays. And I think that maybe is one of the films that got me into kind of you know, mm. NAF films. The
2: director who made that uh, used an alias while making that film, and I don't think anyone knows who he really is, or if he's done anything else after Catwoman, because it was so fucking panned when it came <laughs> out.
0: And what about you two? What are your favorite superhero movies Sup- underrated?
2: Superhero movies have to be more than just action and kicking and fighting for me, and I always watch them for other reasons. Like if they're stylish and sneaky and brooding and la 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 I love. I just want to lick them. Like you know, a dark, spooky DC movie set in an asylum like, like that like to me. Batman
1: Returns with Michelle. I, Fifa, Batman Returns. And But
2: I'm a one-man audience watching Suicide Squad. I thought that movie was fun, and I love seeing Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn. And honestly, sorry to be basic, but I was just so uplifted by Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I loved it. I loved the
1: cinema with a smile on my face. Tell tell me
0: what you like about Wonder Woman.
1: Uh, I mean, it was just such a first. It was the first superhero movie ever directed by a woman, and that just goes to show what
2: that genre stands for.
0: Which year did that come out?
2: Like two years ago. It felt like cheerleading the whole time. Not in like a, I don't mean to like feminize it, but it just felt like this right, righteous- I know, it's like the bring it on of superhero movies. Oh yeah, truly. It felt like a cool music video that was just like, it was just popping off the screen.
0: On the text line, we've got someone saying Megamind, giving no reason for Megamind, just Megamind. And also, Diddy texts in saying Showgirls, because it's the only movie where I see a woman avenging her friend.
1: Someone needs to see some more
2: movies. Truly, 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 truly. <laughs> but
0: I think it just goes to show it, your favourite super underrated superhero movie doesn't have to be a superhero movie. Truly. Maybe you could um, pick something with Dolly Parton in it.
2: I mean, Centrinians, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko, babe! <laughs>
0: Movie news. We should quickly mention as well just for texting in, you're going in the running to win a double pass to what's being called the best 3D movie of all time. So texting your favourite superhero movies to 0409 945 945. Now, Film Lord's Jack and Andre, Martin Scorsese, has panned a recent superhero movie. Tell us what he had to say about The Joker.
1: So, he's got a a three-and-a-half-hour movie called The Irishman that's coming out into a few cinemas and on Netflix. The Irishman. The Irishman. Is it
0: an Irish superhero?
1: Robert De Niro. It could be, honestly. And he's basically saying on his press cycle that Marvel films aren't real movies. They're more like theme park rides. And Robert De Niro is just going on and smashing Trump. So, they both Mm. have their enemies, and it's Marvel and Trump putting them in the same box. And didn't the Marvel guy... Donate heaps of money to the Trump campaign. Anyway, ages go, ages ago. Um, so he basically said, uh, I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can can think of them as well made as well as they are with the actors, best they can doing the best they can under the circumstances is theme parks. And then Francis Ford Coppola, director of The Godfather, another gangster film director just went right out there and called them despicable.
0: The mm. Marvel franchise as a whole?
2: As a whole. But mm. no one's talking about the Joker. Martin because that just references them, so they must love it. Martin was saying that they're not psychological experiences like movies should be. And it's like, honey, you need to watch more movies, especially Jennifer's Body.
0: <laughs> well, Marvel movies, I've seen something, some graph, where the, the amount of money they've brought in has just, like, skyrocketed above any other film franchise ever. Like, it's a big industry, mm. Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Big money.
1: And Disney bought 20th Century Fox after
2: making Marvel, and now they are a monopoly. So don't watch Disney. Yeah, okay. I'm a bit of a Munt Scorsese. I don't want to talk about Marvel anymore. So we're going to talk about where I'm from, which is Paris. Yes. Yeah, so
0: now, Sydney has seen its own share of cultural hotspots being shut down thanks to lockout laws, and now something similar is happening in Paris Mm. with a cinema called Le Clef.
2: Yeah, which means the key. Key to cinema, who knows? But basically this Parisian cinema in the 5th has been taken over by students, volunteers, and cinephiles because it just lost funding and wasn't attracting enough audience, and it was an art house cinema so it just obviously had no money from the start.
0: So what are people doing to try and keep it open?
2: Taking it over, occupying it, going in, filling the spaces, spreading the word of mouth kind of thing and uh, as a result it's now opened up with more screenings it's now renamed itself to La Cle Revival and it's functioning now I think uh, on a smaller dime let's be honest Occupy King's Cross it's, yeah. occup- it's being occupied that's crazy to me like can you imagine occupying Dendi never would to be honest Jenna, <laughs> um, Jane Fonda's been trying to
1: occupy Washington DC for climate strikes so Jane Fonda about film lords famous
2: film lord protester arrested twice in one week have you yeah. seen that photo of Jane Fonda in the 70s her mugshot, and it's her it's black and white she has short bushy hair because she's a young. She's got her arm up. Iconic photo. Iconic.
0: I love that. Uh, Before we uh, talk about Joker and two reviews, I have convinced you to review it today. The DC Universe has announced some Hot, hot talent joining the cast for the next Batman movie. Now, for um superhero noob, is Batman the same? Is that DC as well? Brady, as Joker I was about and- to say
2: you were talking to the wrong person. If you want to know all the differences <laughs> between Marvel and DC, I have no idea, honey. And when there are the crossovers, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm lost. Uh, lost in translation.
1: This Batman movie is going to be directed by the guy who did Cloverfield, and we don't know if it's going to be a sequel to Joker, but probably not. I think they're going to do these kind of separate island movies. But Robert Pattinson is going to play Batman, and Zoe Kravitz from Big Little Lies is going to play... Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> <Andre> <laughs> here has written it.
2: Juna McGuff. <laughs> Should have played Juna McGuff. And also Paul Dano, the, you know, the brooding teenager from Little Miss Sunshine, is playing the Riddler. Funnily enough, Jonah Hill put his hand up to play that role, but wanted $10 million for that part. They, the DC Universe said, no, we're only paying Robert $5 million. You can't get double what Robert's getting. It's Robert Pattinson, baby. So now we've got Paul Dano instead, who always gets bashed up in movies. That's his thing. I've
0: only <laughs> ever seen Paul Dano as the brother in Little Miss Sunshine. Hmm. He must have really undercut Jonah Hill's ask for $10 million to play the well, Riddler. Because
2: they said if we wanted to get... They were just like... <laughs> What do we do here? What do we do here? Money's everywhere. We could just get, you know, Michael, Sarah, but we're going to get Paul Dano instead. Do you think
0: Jonah Hill would make it a $10 million Riddler? Oh
2: my God. Or do you think it's just. What is that (laughs) sentence, Brad? Like, what does that even mean in this day and age? Do
0: you think he'd play it so well that it'd be like, okay, 10 mil well spent?
2: We'll give you double the lead actor's salary so you can come. (laughs) There's nobody. Anyway. How fucking entitled is Jonah Hill Mm. making
1: mid 90s the worst film of the year and then going and asking $10 million to
2: play a supporting role? Speaking of entitled, I'm going to be reviewing Joker right after this break. Should yes. we refresh the call out for this hot movie that's happening tomorrow night?
0: 100%. We're asking you what your favourite superhero movie is and why. On the text line, I saw Joker last night. Wow. Instant favourite. They go on to say, I was so focused on Phoenix that I didn't notice De Niro and Baldwin were different characters. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what they mean. He
2: got me like, oh my god, I'm so not in love with you.
0: <laughs> I, 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 can relate to that. Okay. It was, it was all about Joaquin for me as well, yeah, or Joe Quinn. We joke.
1: The- we did walk <laughs> We did
2: walk out of Joker looking at each other, being like, Joaquin is just the best person on the planet.
1: We can go. You together. can quote
2: me on that as well, <laughs> you guys. <laughs>
0: Let's go to a song now from Lola Wolf, who is Zoe Kravitz. Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Wow. Lenny Kravitz's daughter, who's going to be playing. Catwoman. Catwoman who in I, the upcoming Batman who movie. Who I saw
2: open for Miley Cyrus on the Bangers tour. You're welcome, you guys.
0: <laughs> this is a song, House Key. You're Movies, Movies, Movies. Mornings, FBI 94.5. Two reviews after this. One. No, no, no. Two reviews. Two reviews. Give me more reviews. On Movies, 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 we like to do a review of two things and Film Lord Ange, mm. Andre, will re- be reviewing The Joker as per my request.
2: Thanks, brides. You don't listen, to do
1: you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts?
2: All I have are negative thoughts.
0: Oh, it was a pretty good soundtrack, actually. The Joker, Andre. Mm.
2: Okay, you guys. So we've all been talking about The Joker. Literally, it's what no one can stop talking about. And it's kind of hard because, you know you want to see it as the pop entertainment that it's supposed to be, but it's impossible for me not to be an SJW. And Jenna and I have discussed this in length. An SJW? Social Justice Warrior. And um, let's just set things a bit clear. So The Joker is directed by Todd Phillips, who is the director of The Hangover, Misfires, uh, who thinks that woke culture ruined comedy when literally no one asked you to make Joker 2 or 3. But... Oh, not Joker. The Hangover 2 or 3. Sorry, I'm just nervous talking about Joker. (laughs) But at least Joker is the most transparent film of 2019. It's not pretending to be anything other than, you know, this post bad baby you know explosive protest movie saying this is what happens when people come from these backgrounds and get messed over by the system and they become these criminals and as like butchery as that sounds a part of me was kind of like okay is this going to be cool to watch though? Is this interesting? Is this nuanced? Is it going to be like the one-liners that Heath Ledger had when he was playing the Joker?
0: And the answer is?
2: And the answer to me was no, but that doesn't mean that the film isn't, you know, letting the conversations happen and grabbing my attention, because it fully is, and I think that Joaquin Phoenix is objectively the best human actor on the planet. It's astonishing, but also a fascinating failure to me, I think is how I'm going to put it. And... For that, I just think, you know, maybe we just need some better social commentary because as social commentary, Joker to me is, you know, kind of garbage.
0: Ooh, <laughs> was that okay. No, that's okay. Uh, Jack, what did you think about Chime Joker? Chime in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess I was way more positive and thought that it was kind of cathartic to watch and thought that it was a healthy little place to deal with the
2: virus of... Uh, everything that is modern. You know what I mean? And I think that's a really great way to see it. I think, you know, we need to have these films that are representing the evil and that's fine. We can have evil blockbusters and this is kind of like the first morally corrupt blockbuster of the year.
1: I know and I saw most people walking out of it who were being social justice warriors about it, kind of missing the point a little bit. And I was a
2: little bit like, oh, pick your battles, guys. I was so nervous to do this review, you guys. Can I just say, honestly, people love, people hate Joker. And as the barrier to film criticism, I feel the responsibility Just talk about it. I feel
1: kind of the same way to this film as, like, Taylor Swift's, like, Pink Beatty Pride song this year. Interesting Where it's like, okay, comparison. if you're going to come down on Taylor Swift casting, like, Laverne Cox, like, we really need to get a grip, you know? I don't understand the point of view of that. I don't know like, what you're talking uh, about or just, either. like, if you're going to criticise something that's trying to be progressive but isn't as progressive as you.
2: Side note, Taylor made a video with a lot of queer folk and people were like, this is just trying to chase the queer dollar. And everyone's like, no, she's a huge pop star. This is great for society. Well, if you're from
1: a place that's conservative, hates gay people but loves Taylor Swift, it's like, oh, in some places this is great progress. In the same way that I think Joker, for people who, like, watch The Hangover and only watch, like... You know what's his other moves Dusky and hot. Dusky and hot. <laughs> and, and road trip. And Another road trip. trip. <laughs> Can I say my? You it's, it's maybe progress.
2: Can I say my one-word review because it's perfect for this?
0: Yes, Joker in a word.
2: So it's French. To throw back to the French news, it's tiède, which is the word for warm water. That's not quite hot, not quite cold. Tiède. A
0: bit tepid. Tepid.
2: Tepid. Tepid. Yeah. tepid. That's what it is. Tepid.
0: Jack, what would you one-word review Joker?
2: Shade and Freud. Uh, Shade and
1: Freud. What does that mean? What's Shaden Freud? Laughing at people's misfortunes. Ooh, uh, okay.
0: okay, I like this. Well, Jack, we're going to get to your review now. Total Control. You've probably seen ad- ads around for it. It's showing on ABC iView, I'm pretty sure. And I
1: think just the main channel too, just at 8:30 on Sunday nights.
0: Okay, so it's an ABC movie show. show.
1: 6 6 parts. Six only part the first series. two are
0: out. Let's take a listen to the trailer.
2: Amidst the carnage, a moment that can only be described as pure heroism.
0: Is this what you wanted? Well, <laughs> okay. So tell us a little bit about Total Control, the new six-part series on IFU.
1: So it's a way more interesting take on Oz politics than the one we're given by the real new- news of, like, Angadine Macca's is uh, a sort of a lamestream, uh, gaslighty, uh, happy clapper backstabbers with no vision. Where you have Rachel Griffiths as the Prime Minister, who's kind of this. Voldemort, Harry Potter fusion of Julia Gillard <laughs> and Julie Bishop. And then she captain calls just before an election Deborah Mailman, who's this sort of press hero for standing up to a sort of angry shooter who's trying to kill his wife. And she shuttles her into a ministerial position in Canberra. And then... just
0: sort of ride on the yeah. back of that uh, media coverage. Yeah.
1: And Deborah Mailman, as the her first leading TV role has to decide whether she's going to be like a Jacinta Price conservative indigenous leader, or if she's going to be someone who really stands up for 50,000 years of culture. And she has to like make those decisions every single day in the parliament. She has to go back to land council meetings. She has to play the long game essentially. And, uh, yeah, it's just like very balanced, very unbelievable in its tone, you know what I mean? That Tony Colette show, which also has another member of Mural's Wedding in it. Mm. It's steely, it's like ABC balanced. It feels like the first real piece of Ida Butros run ABC media that we're getting that's Kind of real, kind of thoughtful.
2: And we were having a good conversation before about how ABC TV shows often represent, uh, you know, a quite far far left, oh, oh I just said that on there, uh, point of view, and Joker is what I would consider to be quite a, a, a right-leaning, you know, point of view. How do we make something that's interesting, that's in between, that's not, you know, preaching to one side or the oh, other? Oh, I just disagree with you completely. I think that ABC
1: is far more centrist than anyone well, says. Well, it
0: depends who you ask. If you ask my granddad, who, ask. who loves the ABC, but is completely conservative... It's yeah. a it's a very left wing thing but if you ask I don't know someone in the mm. inner west you'll yeah. have a different response fully, fully, Totally fully.
1: but I think to get anything through they have to be like they have to pretend to be balanced or something. And mm-hmm. it's like, how do we balance about 50,000 years of culture? So there's this sort of, like, they're both in the Liberal Party. Like, the Prime Minister is a Liberal Prime Minister. She's she's put in the Liberal Party. And is there's that alluded kind of,
0: to, or is that... Oh, um, yeah,
1: for sure. They're, they're in the coalition, and that's that's that, part of that's the That's concrete politics.
0: and out there. and Yeah, right. yeah. and I think they totally, did totally a lot of that. research. <laughs>
1: like, it's made by Blackfella Films, but it was Rachel Griffith's idea, and I think she did a lot of research with actual um, women in the Liberal Party, uh
2: to come up with her character Rachel Griffiths mwah, 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 so delicious uh, co- like a co-star of Six Feet Under Deborah
1: Mailman Rachel Perkins yeah. so delicious Rachel Perkins directed it and she is in total control someone okay, needs to so. tell
2: ABC to stop grading their shows the way they do because they look so bad
1: no look, the they ABC look like looked videos. good it's the SBS ones that are like horrible sorry yeah, so I, I love you SBS I <laughs> <Okay>. love SBS <laughs> so
0: Jen your review of Total Control an ABC drama in six parts showing on iview and on telly what would you give it in a word
2: unbelievable Unbelievable, really? Uh, must be so hard to make shows at ABC. I'd probably say getting there.
0: On uh, your review of Joker has sort of got a person to text in saying, Todd Phillips couldn't be more wrong. I think Todd Phillips came out saying that woke culture has killed comedy. The text says, woke culture has made comedy better. Another thing to make fun of. Amen. Fully for
2: sure. 100%. And I kind of like the first hangover maybe was doing... I don't know. No, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. (laughs) Hangover is weird.
0: (laughs) We've got plenty of people texting in as well about their favourite superhero movies, why they love them. And one of you who have texted in is going to be winning a double pass, which we'll be giving away in Sydney Spotlight. To get in the running, make sure you're an FBI radio supporter and texting your favourite superhero movie, your name, and why you love it to 0409 945 945. What's happening? Sydney Spotlight, FBI Radio 94.5. It's that time on Movies, 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 where we have a look at what's happening locally in cinema news. Now, Jack and Andre, what can you tell us about?
2: So Static Vision, who are the second best film programmers in Sydney after Garden Reflex, are pretty on point when they come to their screenings. They host screenings of strange films that don't get released in wide numbers. They actually hosted a Jennifer Bo- Jennifer's Body screening a couple of weeks ago. So they got a pretty pretty good taste and they're bringing the Sydney premiere of Begun's critically acclaimed Long Day's Journey into Night the half 2D half 3D film exclusively at Palace Norton Street and it's being talked about as the best 3D masterpiece that's happened since forever and we have two tickets to give away to that screening it's tomorrow night and it does look hot it's been going to all the festivals and everyone's talking about it and the the 3D part only comes at the end of the film it's for 59 minutes in one whole show. Wait, wait, wait. So the
0: whole movie's in 2D until the last 59 minutes, which is a one-shot take of 3D. Exactly. So technically
2: it's 5D because it's 2 plus 3D. So they have like (laughs) a little subtitle that's like, put on your glasses now. They should. They really should, though. And um, (laughs) it's supposed to be like a bit of a elliptical, dream-sequency type of film. So I'm imagining like hallucinogenic 3D kind of happening, which sounds uh, hot and fresh to me. I think so too.
0: The movie's called Long Day's Journey Into Night 3D. We have a double pass to give away. If you're an FBI support Order. All you have to do is text in your favorite superhero movie and why. And just make something up if you're not sure. We've got a few to get through here and we'll be announcing the winner. After. <laughs> just
1: make one up if you're really? not make sure. Up a just movie. make up a superhero movie for you right now. Yeah. <laughs> your
0: favorite superhero? You're. My
2: favorite superhero I'm is. Not- Julia Roberts in my best friend's wedding because she is saving herself from that disaster.
1: <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about that a lot because I'm gonna have to take a little break from movies, movies, movies for a couple of weeks to go to my best friend's wedding. Oh, that's really nice. On uh, the
0: text line, someone saying Donnie Darko because if he'd lose this contest, he could go back in time and come up with the right answer.
2: Beautiful Ooh, time travel.
0: Kelly <laughs> from the Blue Mountains says Captain Marvel. She kicks ass and she's the strongest of them all. And we
2: do love Brie Larson.
0: Uh, William and Young, Jeffrey Lebowski, my favourite superhero. The dude would love FBI and chill to it all day. And William also went on to say that it was a smart move getting Paul Thomas Anderson's actors to do the legwork. Joaquin Phoenix, Paul Dano, and now they just need Daniel uh, Day-Lewis as Alfred.
2: Okay, that's amazing engagement with Film Culture. Can I just say one quick thing? I've just realised, live on air, Donnie Darko has a better depiction of inner mental ciphering than Joker does.
1: (laughs) And I just realised that, okay, we're in a PTA phase of superhero movies, but I can't wait for the Diablo Cody phase. Yeah. And I will just say also, Brie Larson was a superhero before Captain Marvel on United States of Tara, where she was... Princess Valhalla, and she would dress up and do webcaming where she'd sit on
2: cakes. Do Which you, is f- anyone else remember that? Which is a famous show written by Diablo Cody and starring Tony Collette. So Diablo Cody makes a lot of features in this episode, but and they she trickle awesome.
1: down into the culture in like it takes them ten years. You know what I mean? Diablo Cody wrote ahead, of, know. ahead of her time.
0: Enzo said, trying to think of a good superhero movie, but all that's coming to mind is Jennifer's body. Written and-
2: by Jabba Curdy. Oh, what a legend. Thanks. <laughs> thank-, <laughs> so- thank you
0: all so much for getting in touch on the text line. Uh, I'll give you another song's chance to get your answer in and we'll announce it after the next track. I think that's all we've got time for today on Movies, 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 Jack mm. and Andre, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so the much workers. for having me and
1: everyone watch The Laundromat on Netflix. So.
0: And we'll see you real soon. Uh, you can listen back to Movies, Movies, Movies on the podcast or just head to fbiradio.com slash movies to find all the goodness that they've got for you. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.